Hello, and welcome to another episode of What You Say, where we are two moms here to encourage, empower, and inspire with love and laughter. I'm Amber. And I'm Melanie. Hey, Belle. How you doing? I'm well. Yes, honey, it's cold out here. <laughs> I'm just saying, honey, I don't understand. I'm like, Lord. Okay, first it's hot, then it's cold, then it's, then it's raining, then it's, uh, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, it ain't snowing. Thank you, Jesus. None of the above. Thank you, Jesus, in our world. We still, mm-hmm. it's still trying to recover from all the rain we've had. So the sun is shining and the weather's a little milder. So that's good to have. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Oh, my goodness. So we have, um, I know we were talking about last week, giving you all a little, uh, little tidbit, a little uh, sneak peek of what we were going to be talking about this week. And it is The Chosen. Yes. From Angel (laughs) Studios. Yes. And and I am so, I mean, I have been on this journey with them, you know, since, since the beginning, basically it was, it was like, what is this Chosen? I heard about it. I was like, oh, this is about Jesus. Hold on, baby. How did I know what's going on? So, because I have seen many different um, adaptations of the Bible. And, you know, I think, of course, everybody knows the one, the Bible, you know, with Charlton Heston and, you know, but, you know, of course, in that time, you know, cinematography was different, but then it, you know, it, it just, not just cinematography, but technology and, um, even actors, you know, so they, it's come a long way. Like the, the, the best adaptation of the entire Bible that I have seen in terms of technology is, um, the Bible that was done maybe a few years ago. And, um, it it was just, it was amazing. I, I love the way they did it. Um, agreed. But this particular, because they also had the Bible AD, but this particular one, it gives you more, it's more relatable. You know, it, it, it gives you more of an in-depth look inside of the, the life of Jesus, of his disciples, of who was around him, you know, the type of personalities that they had, um, and the daily living. So it really, you know, because a lot of times those that read the Bible and we're reading them and some, you know, for instance, when in, in, in the book of Job, and I hope, I really do hope they do an entire Bible because <laughs> I really want to know about this. When Job's wife said, just curse God and die. I want to know what happened with her. Like at that point, like what happened with her? You know, I, I, I really wanted to know I that. Thank you. I think if it were portrayed in a um, humanistic side, she was frustrated. Her husband was gone all this time. Everything was going downward. So I think most of her, I would say, frustration came out when she went to finally see him. And it's like, you know, we losing everything. Your friends is gone. You know, what, what's going on with your faith? And it was a clear demonstration for me when I was reading it that her faith was certainly not where his was. Right. Most definitely. And so that's why I think that when she said, just curse God and die, just, just be done with all this. We just, you know, it's over. Just let it go. You know, I really think that that was more of just her human emotions coming out, not, you know, believing that he would come out of this. Okay. And that God would restore everything that they lost. I mean, other than family. Um, But, you know, she just, again, her faith was not where his was. So again, that'll be interesting if they really take it to that level of letting people see how, the emotions of people vary depending upon what or if they have a relationship with Christ. Yeah. And and I love, like I said, I so 
enjoy the way that they did this. And um, even even with uh, Peter's wife, you know, we don't know a lot about, you know, because uh, sometimes people will wonder, well, were these people, were these disciples married? Did they have any type of other family members? And, you know, what was it like? And I'm glad that they actually showed that relationship between he and his wife. And, and of course, you know, there's some things that they, they probably added into that. But again, it showed that my husband is away. I'm, I'm pregnant and I don't know how to deal with this. You know, um, the, 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 it, it was just amazing how, how they, well, even before that point at, at before that actually happened when he came home from fishing and told her about the miracle like she just you could just see it in her face she already knew who he had encountered and she was so encouraging and supportive of him going and following Jesus that was the thing i i found admirable in the women when they they were like hey We'll hold this down. You go ahead. Except for Matthew's parents. They thought he well, was yeah. you done they lost your was, you yeah. done lost your ever loving mind. You going where to do what? You got this good job over here and you just gonna betray us because you following well, of course, th- they did not recognize who Jesus was, but you gonna go over here and do this. You ain't my son. That's what his father told yeah. him. You ain't my son. He looked at him but, like what? But, right, but then you know, Jesus just poured into, and he started making a, a, a name for himself that everybody started to understand who he was. And when Matthew did finally go back, it was like the forgiveness was there, and it was just, it was just amazing. Just, just, I think too, the, the it also showed where Matthew actually had concern because he wasn't sure, right. If, if his parents were going to accept him coming back um, home. And the interesting thing is, is Matthew gave his parents his house. Yep. He gave it to them. And it was, I was like, what in the ungrateful is this? (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just me. I'm just thinking like, how you going to just do him like this? You know, and it's recognizing that we all have our own journeys. Yes. We all have our own journeys. And we never know how somebody else's journey taking a different turn from what we expect is going to really be a blessing in our own lives. But and that and what I do love about it is that it shows the growth, the maturity, as well as that people change. You're not the same person that you you were before, you know, and that, and that people need to give that grace. Um, especially, you know, what also hit home. And I know we had touched on this before is that the scene with little John and his, his being, um, uh, when they called back then cripple, that he was like, Jesus, you're doing all these miracles. You, you are, are, are healing people, but you did not heal me. What? Why? Why didn't you heal, heal me? And you want me to go out and heal people in my state? And what he said to John, it, it just, I was like, oh my gosh. It was you know, so profound. You know, it was so profound. You know, that I understand, you know, you will get your healing. You will. But at this moment, how great it's going to be your testimony when in your state you are healing people mm-hmm. you know it's and it's just like but wow that, but when you think about it you're you're thinking when we think with our finite minds and that's what we're doing and i could relate to where he was coming from at that point like wait a minute you expect me through the power of the Holy Spirit to do something for other people that as a, where, how am I going to have a testimony here? You know what I mean? I mean, come on, that's that's relatable. Like, wait a minute, hold up. Wait a minute. You want me to go do, and and it also is, is an example of obedience. You know, he just went in, he did go and do what he was supposed to call to do. 
with not taking thought of himself and that to me spoke to this the, the scripture about the first shall be the last yes and about serving and it's like okay I'm gonna have to really that's when you have to really allow your faith to take you to a place that I know mine is coming because if he's gonna do this for you and I don't have a testimony saying that he did it for me when my day comes it's gonna be a certain day of rejoicing yes and I you know what it, and in the healing moment when he healed, you know, because Jesus would heal in front of a whole lot of people and, and with the Roman soldiers in front of them and, you know, them old vow Pharisees. And but, Sanhedrin. Yeah. But them and Sadduce- the Sadducees. But, mm-hmm. but, but when he healed, um, oh my gosh, why can I remember her name? Mary? No, she- no, no, no. When he healed the blind woman. Oh, what was her name? I forgot her name. But when he healed her, and it was Barnabas, right? That was with him. Yeah, brought her. And so Barnabas was was crippled as well. And she was blind. And he, you know, he he saw Jesus make a child who was blind see. And he Mm -hmm. rushed to him and his own, you know, um, handicap and said, Jesus, heal her. The thing that I loved about this, nobody was around but his disciples, but when she said, he said, well, why didn't you ask me? That Mm -hmm. right there, it's like, okay, see, ask, seek, knock. You know, that's the ask. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Why didn't you ask me? And she said, you know, look, I believe it's just that you're so busy, you're doing this, but still, why didn't you ask me? And so it, it touched him. You know, mm-hmm. that, and so when he healed her and she saw, and it was so funny, Barnabas, because Barnabas, he said, look, he looked at me, he said, oh, it's, it's not me. It's not about me. It's about her. And so when he hugged him, I knew that when he hugged him, that his power was going on. It was going on. He yeah. didn't realize it, but he said he was so happy and excited for her healing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he just totally ignored his own. And so when he walked away, Jesus was like, okay, one, two three <laughs> when is he gonna notice and he yeah. noticed that he he's gonna healed. get it uh-huh and it was so beautiful you yeah. know that it, it, it's it reminded me of you know the love of a friend laying down your life for a friend and it, it, it was it was just so this show is so emotionally captivating absolutely and, and it's so relatable that you actually see yourself or people that you know in these situations. And that's why I love that um, Angel Studios, and I uh, please forgive me because I forgot the the um, the uh, the VP's name. I forgot his name. Dallas. Da- I forgot his last name, but his first name is Dallas. But he has done something so magnificent. You're and, talking and when about, I, da- excuse me, Dallas Jenkins? Yes, Dallas mm-hmm. Jenkins. So, but with him, and I, and again, like I said before, the way he took this this um script to hollywood and they rejected it and he went back and said look you know what some and sometimes it's the thing you got to do things on your own and he used a the way his crowdfunding was it wasn't like go fund me it was similar to that platform but the way he did it he put up his own thing and and he did this and he said well i for me to continue on to keep making these, I need money. And he would ask people to donate from here to there. And and even, you know, if you donated a certain amount, you were able, they would fly you out so you could be in part in the movie. You know, so I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And like I said, the night that I saw, because they do have live streaming for, for the premieres and things with them. They asked people to pay it forward because that's what, that's what they call their donation, pay it forward pay it for it broke the system they literally had to shut down and reboot to build it back up and they said look you could still pay it forward and it was almost it was almost over a half a million people who paid it forward that that it allowed people to not only see the series but it's paying for more more projects so this was this is amazing Yes. Um, crowdfunding since 2021 has raised not just for this project, but many others 
over $34 billion. So it's, a, and people, please don't get discouraged. Chosen, the chosen is free to watch. There is no obligation whatsoever on your part, but they're just asking people to pay it forward to be a blessing to someone else and, and, these and to these actors because they this is a job for them and to pay it forward allows them not only to keep making wonderful productions such as The Chosen but also to um, compensate these actors and actresses. These people are from different parts of the world again it allows them for certain people who make sizable donations to be background poor persons within the different productions and you never know how that can open doors for people in that realm of that industry to move forward in their careers so yeah it's, it's big but I, I would you know and, and I think this what I'm actually going to do is my children haven't seen it yet and I'm going to re-watch it because they're doing this the season finale season three finale of um seven and eight this coming February 5th and 7th but I think that there's going to be a premiere on the 4th and the 6th I think I'm not sure so sat I'm sorry that's a Saturday and Sunday uh the, what did I say the, you said 5th and 7th the 3rd is Thursday so the 5th is Saturday and Monday right. Saturday, yeah, and, Saturday Monday. and Monday uh -huh. okay so yeah what what it what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to sit. We're going to binge it. We're going to binge it together again, just so that they can see. Because a lot of times, you know, people who are not familiar with the word, and sometimes even people who are, but you know, they're like, "Oh Jesus, what do we got to see about Jesus?" You know, it's it's just this, you know, what they're used to saying. Oh, it's going to be, oh, you know, it's not it's not even that because they actually sat down. Um, a group of Gen Z's who didn't know that they were going to be binging Jesus. That's what they said, but they did. And they were just so taken aback about how relatable this was and, and how it affected them in watching it and their lives and looking and, you know, moving forward. And there were a lot of tears. There were, you know, there's a lot that they had to say that was all positive about it. You know, again, you know, you had some of the girls like, oh, Jesus is fine, you know, but, you know, and I'll be honest with y'all. I think Jesus was fine. And again, because let me tell you something, honey. <laughs> Joseph, ooh, wait, Joseph, ooh, Joseph. <laughs> now, see, that's where that's oh, where we that's where we a little bit parted like the Red Sea. Jesus, he aight. But yeah, Joseph. Well, no, I, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. You know, but I'm saying. I'm talking about really for real, for real. Not. I'm. We're not talking about these actors. But I'm just. I'm saying that. Joseph in the Bible, huh, says he he was fine. <laughs> he was fine, you know. But um, you know, and 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 that's what you have. And you know, I I when I read the Bible, and I'm like, well, first of all, they actually tell you who was actually heavy set in the Bible, and walking all that distance, you ain't you ain't no portly person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but I will say that the 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 scene where where um where the woman with the issue of blood when she was healed, I I wanted to know, I was wondering how that that was gonna look. And and it, it was this was perfect. It was just like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I don't care, I know what y'all might say. Y'all might even stone me after this. But I'm getting my healing. And the way she did it. And when. Oh. Yeah. Because in this story. The disciples are like. Wait here. Wait here. They were trying to put her off. But she just knew. All I need to do is get to this man. And just touch his garment. And when she did. Jesus felt the virtue, some of his virtue leave him. And he stopped in the middle of these people and the disciples, of course, as it is illustrated in the Bible, 
They were like, well, wait a minute. How are we going to know who touched you with all these people circling you? See, that was a, it was a different it. touch. Now here, it was a different type of touch. <laughs> and, well, again, the fact that she touched, you no, know, there were people around him. They weren't touching him, at least as it was illustrated in in the series. But there, but the point was, is that the crowd was just so swelling and it was just pressing. So with the numbers of people, there was just absolutely no way for them to figure out who put their hands on any portion of you. But again. Uh, my girl was serious because she was like, I'm about to go get my blessing because I'm tired of all this. Y'all ostracizing me and, you know, I'm trying to do work and I show up to turn the work in and the people are like, oh, you're not clean. And they got to go try and spend seven days away from their family because they've contacted her. So she was down low to the ground. She's just about crawling. I just was like marveling at the fact that she didn't nearly get Trump. I know that death. But what and, I will say, uh-huh, go ahead. And so again, it, like he froze and he didn't, he didn't look down or anything. He just turned around and said, who touched me? And she was just, she just knew this was her opportunity. She wasn't going to allow these disciples to suppress her anymore. She would, she had gotten her blessing. But, and, and what I, I want to say is that with people around him, they could have definitely been touching him. But the difference between them touching him and her was that she believed and she knew. She said, uh-uh, I don't need to touch his body. All I need to touch is just a hem of his garment. And I know for sure that I'm going to be healed. And that faith, once he, when she made contact with the hem, that's well, when that, oh. It, it, it really wasn't the hem. It was a roped tassel right, that was tassel, hanging. Right, but in I mean, the, it says the hem I, of his garment. No, so. I understand the hem <laughs> of his garment because, again, um, it was customary for men to wear clothing that was long to the ground pretty much. But Jesus was wearing... And it wasn't, well, it wasn't a dress, but it was more like, fashion, more like a dress with a a, um, a cord tied like around it. And she touched, she touched, she just touched it. Like she didn't grab it. Mm-mm, she didn't she hold just... it. She just brushed by it. So imagine, you know, you're in this swelling crowd of people. And, but that just tells you about the power of the Holy Spirit recognizing the presence of someone who was really in need and that's what it was she was really in need and she was so blessed <laughs> when she they is. asked her they said you need anything else she said i need me a knife i said all oh, sucks right. now and she I'm went to that ocean crap off of me <laughs> and got in that ocean and she was just she was just so I mean, just so moved. It was just such a beautiful scene when she and, went but, and but got in the scene, ocean. That was beautiful too. But when they all said, "Well, look, I asked, we all got a," they said, "Babe, right?" So they, when they all got into the ocean, I loved how there was you could see you could see the friendship with between the disciples and Jesus, horse playing. You know, it was like, okay, yeah, Jesus, and just like the millennial said, Jesus was cool. Well, yeah, you know, when they so- showed up at the ocean, she said, we just came to check on you. And so when Jesus realized that she was, she was like, I'm good. He's like, okay, I, I got to go over here and uh, take me a bath too. I'll talk to you later. And he, like you said, he was just frolicking and enjoying time with the disciples. Um, the, again, the disciples, they, they showed such humanistic sides of themselves that was definitely relatable after remember um well it was when they came back remember that jesus had sent them out to begin they were going two by two and they were performing miracles and they had come back you know that was when matthew which i'll get back to his character uh you know went back and found that he was accepted by his parents but simon was just like i need time with my wife <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now. Let's Peter, keep it real. You Peter, can tell. Because here Peter they come. Like, boom, 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 boom. And she's like, well, answer the door. He's like, no, let's mm-hmm. just ignore them. Because I, I know it. But Peter, Peter was always that kind. I, you know, and I love, but let me just say this. 
we as women, we always have this issue getting together and, you know, being friendly and all that kind of stuff. But I, and I wanted, I've always wondered that with the women, because there are, there were female disciples, you had Mary, you had, um, there, there were just other women in that area. But when I loved Tamar and Excuse me. Also, Mary. remember, remember, these men had to eat. None of them were cooks. So somebody, well, right. no, you know, well, so, what I'm saying no, that, I was just saying that, that that was the essential component of the women disciples also following along because there were certain times, not only cooking, but um, just as they encountered, um, what was her name, Fatina, at the, the Samarian woman at the well. So again, there were times where women were needed to be relatable to some of the people that Jesus encountered. But yeah, yes, but the relationship, you know, it was, how are these, they weren't the same. One was a Jew, one wasn't, you know, how are they going to connect? And I loved that scene at the table because Tamar had this jewelry because, you know, of course they didn't have money and they were like, well, why don't you sell this? Why don't you sell your jewelry? And she, and she got a little bit, hey, hold up. No, this means a lot to me. And they're like, but well, this is for, you know, the mission, you know, but she finally sat down and explained to her, you know, that these, this is what's going on. And even Mary, you know, there was that sense, there's that jealousy there, you know, of, you know, you do everything right. And I don't, you know, but, but you speak well, and you have the right words to say to people. So there are different things that could be balanced off of each other. And they finally realized that. And she explained to them this she came out of her shell and, and she opened up to Mary and said, this is why I, I'm attached to this, you know? And, and I thought it was, it, it was a very compassionate and sweet moment between the two, you know? Um, Cause she even told her, she was like, yeah, um, you got some issues, Mary. I mean, I, I mean, I could take a lot from you, not that part, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, I, well, I really, well, Tamar. I really like that. Tamar was very knowledgeable of the olive growing industry and what were good olives and what were spoiled olives. And they, of course, they were trying to raise monies to have when they traveled. Um, and Tamar was very knowledgeable again about what, what types of olives were uh, good for consumption and the olive oils that were not usable. And Mary was very intimidated by her confidence, her knowledge base, and all of these things. And she kind of felt like that, you know, she would be passed over. Um, even though, you know, Mary had her issues um, and Nicodemus witnessed uh, what was happening with her. And the fact that she was healed, Nicodemus was marveling at all the things, just as when Tamar brought her a friend and they ended up lowering him through the roof to get his healing. He was paralyzed. And she was just like, you come into situations. This is Mary talking like she was saying to her, you come in these situations and you just command results. <laughs> you know, you know. And she's like, I'm just so worked up that. The demons that I was possessed with, I'm just concerned they're going to come back and I'm going to be back where I was. So she's just, she was just, Tamar was so sweet and so kind trying to say, yeah, you have issues, but we can be supportive one to another. You know, you're good at taking care of the books here. And, you know, she was just really trying to highlight some of the things that she brought to the table, whereas you know, those were things that, you know, Tamar was lacking. It was interesting about the value that she had about that necklace because she was pointing out that this was, that some of the artistry on it was stained with the blood of her family. So this wasn't just something she was just going to sell off. This was something that she need, she wanted to keep because this was the last part of family and the connection that she had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It was just yeah. wonderful. It's such an amazing story of the miracles, how he began to get the disciples together, how he prepared for the Sermon on the Mount, how uh, Judas Iscariot becomes this business apprentice and he lets him come along. But um, wait a minute, I'm sorry, but wait ahead. a minute. When Jesus, when the Pharisee was like, you know, how are you, you know, going to do what Moses did and, 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 and God and, and, and who are you? And he says, I am. I said, the way he said, it, I was like, I'm right now. Okay. <laughs> and when he said, oh, we're going to have to stone you. He said, uh, I know what you think you're going to do, but not today. It's not going to happen. Today. I know that's right. They were <laughs> trying to lead, they were trying to lead him away and he turned around and he basically said to him, not today. And, and walked away. I, I was said, like, oh, okay. Because I said, wait a minute now. This ain't the time. I know. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, hold up. He's, I said, uh-uh, no. He's going he gonna to get out of there. Because I, I, it made me remember all the times when, when you're reading the word is that Jesus, you know, he would be confronted with the Pharisees or, or the Romans and things like that. And they were about to kill him. But then they, he gets away. I'm like, how are they going to do this? And I love that. I really, I, I really did. did. It was just, um, it's. I like how they expanded the story even around Matthew and his relationship with Gaius. And yeah. Um, and even when Peter, when, Peter when, the, yeah. when the well went south and how Peter was talking to him and then the other disciples seemed like they got suspicious of him. Like, hold up. He over there talking to that Roman soldier. He getting mad at Jesus because he ain't showing up where he want him to be. And he over here talking to this soldier, you know, but again, they they were not enlightened to the details that he was using his mortuary skills, not mortuary, I'm sorry, <laughs> his mason skills to help get this well going. The cistern. Mm -hmm. um, at the cistern. So it was just, it's just, again, such a wonderful story with Matthew. I love his character i do I, matthew I do. is clearly special needs yes he is he has he has corks and ticks and even the disciples were kind of like put off that first of all this was the dude collecting taxes leaning on us you know telling us we gotta you better have it in seven days or they coming for you and arrest you so there was like a trust a lack of trust issue on the part of many of the disciples when Matthew began to come along. Yeah. But again, Matthew finds his feet. He finds his place. He, he was actually even enamored with, yeah. with, uh, why is her name escaping me? Yeah, I know. I can't remember. But that was well, the when thing she too. and Peter, when he and Peter oh, it was were Mary. talking. No, he like Mary. It was Mary. Yeah, it was Mary. When pay when he and Peter were talking, because Mary had gone, they didn't know where Mary was. Everybody was worried. And he and Peter were talking. And he said, Well, how would you describe her? So he's just like, Oh, you know, she's kind of thin, da da da. Matthew was like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> she is beautiful with long dark hair and he's going into all <laughs> the details of what she looked like and Simon <laughs> being looked at her him like hold up you got the hot girl but that's and that was in another thing that a lot of people look at too you know you have these women here with all these men isn't there somebody that's attracted to them and that makes sense you know I'm like well what what how does that work where is it in there and they actually put it in there that, because there was another disciple that said oh wait that one over there i want to marry and he even mm -hmm. asked jesus and asked jesus and he said you know what okay got to talk to her daddy first <laughs> it, right exactly again it, the the beautiful part of how this is being illustrated is that they're men at the end of the day yes they, some are husbands, they're brothers, there's cousins, there's, you know, you see jealousy, you see envy, you see disobedience, you see, you see the, the, the spirit of awe taking place because again, as we know, Nicodemus, I, I thought it was a cool scene when he went, when the disciples were about to leave and they were standing out, um, 
in that, oh, in I would say a courtyard and he snuck and he put something there for them, money for them to find. Cause that was when I believe it was Simon Peter was like, well, wait man, what are we going to do? We ain't got no money, no clothes, no, you know, what's up. And that's when they found the money and Nicodemus, cause it was, Jesus had had a conversation with him and he was basically telling them, yo, you can roll out with us. But his wife was putting so much pressure on him. You know, like, <laughs> we got other things to do. I don't know where you think you're going. You know, he snuck out and put the money, hid the money for them to find it. And he just cried. And I thought that was just such a moving scene because of his human side. He was he was in awe of Jesus and the miracles that he witnessed him performing. It was just like he was drawn to him. He yeah. really was. <clears throat> but unfortunately, you know, the demands that his wife was putting on him, he just knew he couldn't go. So in his small way, he wanted to be a contributor and support of them, you know, because, yeah. you know, he got into <clears throat> it with his own um quote unquote students, you know. Well wait. Uh -huh. Questioning his his authority and what he's, you know, his, where his faith lies. So when the little girl, um, when the little girl died, and I didn't even realize, I said, wait a minute. They were like, yeah, we gotta get a wailing woman and we gotta I said, oh my gosh, they did that. <laughs> Gotta, yeah, if you, you remember, in, uh, right? If you remember when Jesus showed up, they crying and everything. No, I know, but I, what I'm saying is that the funeral. Well, for them, to, for someone to to pass, you know, we got to hire a wailing person, a wailing woman, and and then people to play this and do this. But the thing that I loved about it, he was like, the father knew. He he already knew. He said, "Oh, uh-uh, I got to get Jesus because Jesus can do it." And and the Pharisee was like, "Oh, you shouldn't be here. She's already gone." And he said, "He's just sleeping." And you know, he's like, "You can't go in there." And she, Jesus was like, uh, "Move out my way." <laughs> Again, he you put know? all them wailing women get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> yeah. So. I love I love the way you know because and even her funny. mother, but her mother was just almost like just she was overcome with grief she couldn't get herself together she had no idea that her husband was, had brought the messiah back to wake their sleeping daughter because she's like what are you doing like she was like uh-uh don't touch she dead you know she didn't and jesus was all cool about it every time he walked in he was so cool he, he was he, he was just calm and he just rolled in you know when he needed to speak up and be firm he was like yep get out you know he was and he was even cool with that you know but it was a certain level of of authority even when he went in the temple and spoke you know they they people just everywhere he went he commanded the attention of people and I just, I'm sorry. Every time I think beautiful. about that scene when he said, I am the law of Moses. I said, oh my God. Yes, he did. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it, they got all discombobulated. Well, how you going, how you going to answer a question with a question? Wait. <laughs> He's and like, then, well, then who you say I am? Right. Who do and you then, say, then I say am? It, You're just the son of a carpenter. <laughs> like, mm. Okay. Yeah, but when they were at the well where the where the crippled man had been there 38 years Ooh. and his brother cuz his brother was so put out with him but mm -mm -mm. when Jesus showed up they was looking like what's he saying? They, I guess they didn't know how to read lips. <laughs> they was <laughs> over there like what they talking about? What they talking about? What they doing? You know, and it was just it was just such a beautiful moment when he got up and walked and then they, they, they approached him and they said, what are you doing carrying your mat? <laughs> and he looked at him basically and said, you know, I've been out here 38 years. You crazy. You see me up on my feet. <laughs> I, I based, In my mind, I was like, they're lucky you ain't holding it up way over your head in celebration. <laughs> And he was just like, y'all can back all the way up off of me. I'm not putting this mat all down. Jesus told me to pick up my mat, and that's what I'm doing. And, I, and you know, the, and when you his know, brother saw him, that was just so sweet. Yeah, it was this. And listen, you need to see this. 
you need to see this. Like you need water. You need to see this. <laughs> and and you can need I just to say do a this watch for people? I'm sorry. Let me just say this part for people who have read different versions of the Bible. Um, and and I say when I say different versions, because sometimes the language in King James is a little bit hard to grasp what's being said. Other versions of the Bible that, and I'm not being mean, but they dummy it down and they put it in language that's more present day, if I could say that, and easier to understand what is being said or the message is being conveyed. But the beautiful thing about the word of God, it is forever and it'll do what God has desired wherever he sends it. So you're getting the word through watching The Chosen. But I implore you to go back and read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, so that you see what the life of Jesus was like. Because you'll see how he loves us. Mm -hmm. Loves us. I mean, so much. I, the, 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 the couple at the wedding, when they came to Jesus, and they were like, you think you could do that again? I know. <laughs> They're like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Right? You know? <laughs> but it's, it, it was so, it, this, this series is by far the best series that all, all members of the family can watch and enjoy together and understand. You know, there are so many different elements that, you know, hit close to home. And, and I'm saying, and I, I guarantee you, and I'm going to say this with confidence. I guarantee you, when you watch this, there is something in there that's going to relate to your circumstance. Yeah, even if it's not one of the one of the disciples or that you're going to see something about yourself in. Yeah. Or some <clears throat> of the people that he performs the miracles in or someone there, that you know right or someone that you know uh, or or even a condition of again like the the job that Matthew had and somebody you can relate to that you might have left your job and everybody around you is saying have you lost your mind you know but there again there's a blessing in it there's a divine purpose in everything and again this bible the Bible, when you when you look at some of the other uh, portrayals of the story of Jesus, it's very little. But the chosen is strictly focused on Jesus. On Jesus yes. And that's where some people <clears throat> miss it when you're watching some of these other um, illustrations of the story of the Bible because they kind of brush over it. They hurry right in. They show you at the, show them at the cross and all of that. But you don't see like how he is in what you might say an everyday setting, even when he was moving around, even when he sent them out, even when he came home to his mother after a long period of time. And it takes you back to even his childhood and going into the temple and the things that he did. So again, this is such a wonderful, wonderful series that it is something in it for everyone. Sit with your kids and watch it. And even, even if you don't understand maybe what's happening, stick with it. It'll all come together. And then, you know, you can take a chapter a night of the Gospels. Start with the book of John. And read it with your family and think on it. You know, like, oh, wait a minute. That's okay. That's who Jesus met at the well. Okay. Or <clears throat> wait a minute. That's the wine. Wait a minute. The wine? Whoa, that's what he did. It. You'll, it, it'll all come together. It'll be crystal clear to you. And you will, it is our prayer that you will recognize that Jesus came to save the lost. And when we are without him, we are lost. We are subject to spending eternal life in hell. We are condemned. And Jesus came to redeem us that we don't have to live a life of sin 
and that we have the gift of eternal life through his shed blood for our redemption of sin. Amen. And he asked you to follow him. That's what I, I, you know, follow me, you know, just come with me. Let me teach you the ways in which you should go. And he's, he's ever present. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And understand that when Jesus said, I am the law of Moses and I am, he is saying, because the Pharisees said, who are you? Are you God? You know, uh, yes, Jesus is Lord, is God. Okay. And a lot of people have have a battle with that, (laughs) you know, and and, and like I, I try to explain to some people you know the the trinity in in layman's terms where if you are a person okay you're you're a person and there you have three different um characters that you play so for myself i'm amber but i'm also mom and sister okay so but i'm still that same one person but there's three people there a sister and a mother but i'm still amber okay still one that's how i break it down the same it is as it is for god god he is spirit he came to earth in an earthly form as a baby jesus when jesus went to heaven he left the holy spirit which is still him well you know when people say something told me to to um to give you some money uh and that's not something it's someone and that's the holy spirit or some people may say your conscience (laughs) um that is the same he is the same yesterday today and always and we have to understand that when he does return every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord amen Okay, I explain so, it a little differently than you. Um, just as you you tagged your name, you tagged your name and your roles as mom and sister. Well, God is the Father. Jesus is the Son, and the Holy Spirit is that those components that are of God. God had to separate himself from Jesus, the son, to send him in an earthly form. Yet without sin, he entered into the world. That was Mary's immaculate conception. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit when John the Baptist baptized Jesus. That is when the Holy Spirit, he was endowed with the Holy Spirit so that he could perform the miracles. But to your point, and I agree wholeheartedly, there are three components and they are still God. Amen. Amen. So please, Angel Studios, you can actually download it on Roku, on your TV, on your 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 app, on your phone, Angel Mm -hmm. Studios. And let me just say this too. They do have cartoons. I actually want to see David, <laughs> David and Goliath. Yeah, they they're... do have cartoons. They have a lot of Christian, there's a lot of programming, Christian Good. programming. Yeah. So, you know, go in and check it out. But check out the Chosen, you know, because it will change your life. It it will change your life. Um, you you will certainly find it to be a blessing. Those that may be wrestling with, you know, again, people make. New Year's resolutions, people have goals, people have different things that they tag to the turning of the calendar. But so much is happening in this world. It's so important that you recognize we all have the gift of eternal life. But the question that you have to ask yourself is, where am I going to spend it? See, because there's two places. One, in the presence of the King of Kings, God the Father, Son, Jesus, and in the presence of the Holy Spirit, or in eternal damnation with Satan, 
and all of his minions. So in the lake of fire, do you want to live eternally and be tormented? Because Lazarus, <laughs> he said, uh, wait a minute, who was it that said, please just send Lazarus. <laughs> just let him dip his finger in there and cool my tongue. You know, and in fact, okay, you can't send them. Well, let Lazarus go back and tell my brothers. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, who is in uh, who is in torment? Oh gosh, I am so sorry. But anyway, the point is, is that it is so important, and we employ you to have a life in Christ. It's going to make every difference in every aspect of how you live and how you go forth in life and how the Lord wants to use you wherever you are to be a blessing. See, we have a divine purpose and that's a blessing and we never know how that is going to come about. But until you establish a relationship with Jesus Christ, you will not know what God has put in you to go forth, to be a blessing. And all you have to do is just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins, for I am a sinner. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins, that you were raised in the third on the third day and you are ever present. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life yeah. and you will be saved. That's your redemption. Romans 10, 9, and 10. That's your confession of faith. And all God asks is that you believe in your heart the words you have said, and you'll be saved. Amen. Amen. And the angels in heaven will be rejoicing. We'll be rejoicing. And we encourage you to go to a, a church where you are being fed the word of God. Not what somebody thinks or feels or thought they heard or what they saw. or No, the word of God. Get in a place where you can learn about what you have experienced and where God is placing you in the body of Christ. We all have a place. Everybody can't be in the pulpit together. Understand that. Mm-mm. And everybody can't be sitting in the back of the church either. That part. So we cannot leave you without a word of prayer because we already did honey the altar call. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for this moment. We thank you, Father God, that you have allowed Mel and I to to speak about you, even even if it's through film. Father God, we thank you for that, that it's reaching millions of people around the world, Father. And we thank you for that. We ask you to continue to bless our listeners, bless them, keep them in perfect peace. Let no hurt, harm, or danger come to them in a weapon formed against them prosper. We ask you, Father God, to continue to provide and protect, Father God. Father God, Continue to heal, Father God, as healing is the children's bread, Father God. Lord, we just thank you right now for them all. And we say amen. Amen. So, if you hear something strange, (gasps) see something odd. What? Always remember to say, what you say? Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.